You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. We welcome those who have just joined us to this edition of the Q&A, the listeners of Sirius FM, Al-Ansar International, and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlus Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. I just looked at my phone after reading Isha now, and I've uh, found a uh, WhatsApp message from Brother Ibrahim Anderson, and he says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti, and all the listeners. Help us with the Shahada of 79 people from Welcome. 29 males, 50 females, the affidavit is done. We are ready and waiting. We are experiencing network issues here. Jazakallah khairan to you, my brother Ibrahim Anderson, our roving ambassador. You welcome in welcome and free start, mashallah. There's load shedding going on there. You know our South Africa, DC, direct current, AC, alternate current, ANC and, alter- and, and no current, ANC and no current. So mashallah, Allah Jalla accept all your services you are rendering to Islam, my brother Ibrahim Anderson. Allah reward our capital group for sponsoring all these programs and all the directors of Radio Lansar International and all the directors of Sirius FM and our Haji Muhammad Ikhlas and his team. Allah reward you. Come you, my 79 brothers and sisters embracing Islam officially now, mashallah. So 50 females and 29 males. Is that right, Mawlana Khalid? 50 females. Yeah, 29 males, 50 females. Yeah, so 29 males and 50 females. MashaAllah. So you, my brothers, sisters, they in welcome. You are welcome to Islam now. So read after me. Ashahadu. Ashahadu. Allah. Allah. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illallahu. Illallahu. Wa ashahadu. وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّا أَنَّا مُحَمَّدًا مُحَمَّدًا أَبْدُهُ أَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ MashaAllah, all 79 of you all are Muslim and you have embraced Islam and now we're going to read for you the English translation and you repeat after me and then we will mention all the virtues, what has happened today. You must write it down, my brothers and sisters in Islam and you, my brother Ibrahim Anderson, write it down. Today in South Africa is the 2nd of Shaban, 1445 and 79 brothers have have entered the fold of Islam and sisters. So this historic occasion took place and we live on radio, mashallah. Thousands of people across the world are listening. So repeat after me, honorable brothers and sisters, I bear witness, I bear witness that truly, that truly there is none worthy of worship, that there is none worthy of worship except Almighty Allah, except Almighty Allah. And I also bear witness, and I also bear witness that Prophet Muhammad, that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, peace be upon him, was, is, will always be, was, is, will always be the last and the final, the last and the final Prophet and Messenger, Prophet and Messenger of Almighty Allah, 
to you, my sisters, my brothers, 79 of you, the Quran Sharif teaches us, chapter 8, verse number 38, Ya Rasulullah, Mustafa announced to humanity, for posterity, whenever people embrace Islam, and they sincere in their quest, tell the non-Muslims, if you refrain and abstain from your kufr and shirk, your blasphemy and polytheism and idol worship your sins of the past are forgiven you are like a newborn baby my brothers and sisters they in welcome and to you my brother Ibrahim Anderson Hadith in Bukhari Sharif Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Ya Ali addressing Sayyidah Ali in the month of Muharram in the seventh year of the Hijrah this side were the Muslims on the other side were the Jutlas, with the Jews, and the battle of Khaybar is about to ensue and start. Ya Ali, la ayyahdiyallahu bika rajulan wahida. If you make some effort and even one person from them, non-Muslims, embrace Islam, khairul lakam in humri naam is better for you than the red, red camels. It's better for you than the red, red Cadillacs and Rolls Royce and all the Bentleys and Ferraris and Porsche and what have you. So imagine what great reward awaits you, my brother Ibrahim Anderson. And we say, Allahumma laka shukru kullu, wa laka alhamdu kullu. Come, let us make dua now. Teach them, them, my brother Ibrahim Anderson, how to raise the hands. A short dua, and through their barakah, Allah Ta'ala will decimate and destroy the apartheid Nazi Jewish Zionist state of Israel. Always when you make dua, then, إِذَا سَأَلْتُمُ اللَّهِ وَأَنْتُمْ مُوْقِنُونَ بِالْإِجَابَةِ Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi taught us hadith as sahih, authentic in Tirmidhi Sharif. When you beg and petition Allah, O Muslim, O Muslimah, you yourself must have firm conviction, my beloved Allah, my Rahim Allah, my Kareem Allah will accept my dua. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana Wa fil akhirati hasanatan wa qinada bannar Rabbana la tuzikh kulubana Baada itadaytana Wa hablana min ladunka rahma Innaka antal wahab Wa afu anna Wa gfillana Warhamna Anta maulana Fansurna للقوم الكافرين فانصرنا على اليهود الظالمين المحتلين الغاصبين يا رب العالمين اللهم احصهم عددا واقتلهم بددا ولا تبق منهم احدا اللهم ارنا اجائب قدرتك فانهم لا يعجزونك اللهم اجدد وضعك على اليهود الظالمين المحتلين الغاصبين اللهم اجدد وضعك على اليهود الظالمين المحتلين الغاصبين الأونين الأفاكين يا رب العالمين اللهم سلط عليهم كلبا من كلابك يا رب العالمين توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين يا الله وبرادر سيسترز امبريس اسلام out of your grace out of your mercy out of your benevolence we are sinners we are transgressors يا الله you use us how thankful grateful we should be اللهم لك الشكر كله ولك الحمد كله this is the wasila the barakah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the message of the messenger the Nurwani message the Mary message 
which fill with regions and effulgence spreading to all parts of the world. So Allah Ta'ala protect our Iman, preserve our Iman, and we leave this world with Iman and Islam. Allahumma thabbitna al-Iman, wa mitna al-Iman, wa ahshurna yawm al-Qiyamati mal-Iman. Allahumma barikna fil maut, wa fima ba'd al-maut, Allahumma barikna fil maut, wa fima ba'd al-maut, qal Allahu Ta'ala fi shani habibi, inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-Nabi, ya yuwalladhina amanu, sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima, Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala sayyidina wa habibina wa shafi'ina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tawaffana muslimin walhiqna bishwadai wa salihin ghayra khazaya wala nadama wala maftunin Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiul alim warina manasikana wa tubalena innaka anta tawabu rahim Ya Allah you protect the haramain sharifin Ya Allah protect majidul aqsa and liberate it from the jutlas the haramis Ya Allah Ya Allah liberate the whole of Palestine and decimate and destroy our enemies and the enemies of the Muslims and the Arabs Ya Allah Ya Allah accept us for your deen Allah mustakhdimna li khidmati deenik fi shu'uni kulliha fil alami kullihi ya rabbal alameen Allah majalna minal maqbooleen subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yusifoon wa salamun al mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen ameen 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 ya rabbal alameen Ibrahim Anderson I hope your lines are better now Allah Ta'ala reward you oh you my 50 sisters in Islam my 29 brothers in Islam Hani and Lakum we salute you congratulate you if I was in welcome now each one of you brothers I should have kissed your hand and if my wife was there she should have met the woman and kissed your hand so special you are to us now so may Almighty Allah always keep us steadfast on Iman Jazakallah khair to be honest Ibrahim Anderson I forgot my phone today afterwards I realized but Allah Ta'ala made it such Mawla Khalid received the message everything happens with the decree of Almighty Allah and not our degrees it shows if Allah wants something to be done then nobody can prevent it Barakallah fiqh Jazakallah khairan you my brother Lukolo please I need this clip so you make the two parts of the podcast and then you make this clip alright so please we must send it out separate to our capital group and to others as well so Allah Ta'ala reward the capital group grant them more capital in the Iman in the Islam and in the health and wealth and inshallah reward the parents the families all of them Barakallahu Fiqh Taqabbal Allah Minna Wa Minkum let's carry on Mawla Khalid Yaqub fire up inshallah I would like to know if Islam allows a person to break ties with family members who have negative vibes like they love to gossip, they're materialistic, they're matlabis, and they also betrayed me once before. Can we stop associating with them? I like the term you use, matlabalis, you understand? So there were, you must remember, four or five alis. One was Sayyidina Ali, radiallahu anhu. He is the master of the Arabic language, the fourth greatest sahabi and companion of the master, salam. One is Muhammad Ali. He loves everybody. One is Ihsan Ali. He does favors to everybody. And one is Matlab Ali. He got every time ulterior motive. You must remember that. No, you can't sabotage because of 
such reasons, remember that, yes, you curtail ties. If people want to harm you and so forth, and you got that, you curtail, you meet them, salam alaikum, how are you, and you carry on. But you cannot sever ties and family ties. Very serious. One Quranic verse, one Hadith Sharif of Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, chapter 47, Surah Muhammad, named after the Master Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, verses 22-23. All Maitallah states in Tawallaytum when you have authority. Now you're a big shot. And Tufsidu Fil Ardi, you cause mischief, mayhem, chaos on this earth. And you sever the family ties. See what all Maitya Allah uses the terms there. That now you have authority. And then you cause mischief and mayhem. And thereafter you severing the family ties. Chapter 47 verses 22-23. What are the consequences, ramifications? Those are the people Allah curses them. He deprives them of his special, special mercy. For aswamahum, he makes them spiritually deaf. For aama absarahum, spiritually blind. You speak of money, they will understand everything because money is sweeter than honey. You speak of Islam, you speak of Quran, these things. Hey, hey. We had one person in Heidelberg, he passed away. Allah give him jadatul firdos. When I met him the last time, the way he cried because he knows what he did, but we forgive everybody. So, you must remember that when you speak of money, it listens. You speak of something else, you, go, eh, eh, eh. you make like that and pull his face, you know. So you must remember this. So then that is a serious offense. No, you cannot sever ties because they matlab alis or whatever, gossiping and so forth. They have hidden agendas, ulterior motive. That is for cousins and relatives and so forth. And for any Muslim and every Muslim, he habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah it's not permissible for any Muslim person to sever ties with another Muslim for more than three days and you did that for more than three days and you died you go straight to Jahannam and the hellfire Allah protect us yes your son, your daughter, your family member is not reading Salat and they want to undermine and subvert the Sharia. Oh, you must remember they are doing haram things and they are proud about it. So then the other hadith will come. Al-Hubbulillah wal We love for Allah's sake and we hate for Allah's sake. I myself, some people make me salam. I don't make salam. So I don't reply. So you must remember that because when we tell them riba is totally haram, they will go and look for a loophole and say no is permissible so see so you tell people your wife has to wear parda or hijab or something they'll make a mockery of it when you make mockery of Islam you go right out of the fall of Islam you must become a murtad a murtadda so you must remember the hadith in Bukhari Sharif man baddala deenahu faqtulu whosoever changes their religion so one is you join Christianity Hinduism Judaism Allah forbid one is you make 
istihza you make a mockery of islam and so forth so quran says qul abillahi wa ayatihi wa rasulihi kuntum tastazi'un you make a mockery of quran the teaching of nabi alayhi salatu salam and islam la ta'tadhiru don't cite excuses now kad kafartum ba'da imanikum you have become a non-muslim after you had iman see the wa'id the warning almighty allah jalla wa ala teaches us therefore then such people we must cut off ties with them until they make public tawbah and repent publicly chapter 9 verses 65 66 hundred examples you can cite and so forth not for our personal self but to protect and preserve the deen of islam so chapter number 9 surah tawbah verses 65 and 66 when when a baby is born, is it um, uh, necessary to shave the hair of both male and female babies? Yes, 100% tonight the baby is born, so it is already the second of Shaaban here in South Africa. Other parts of the world, majority, third of Shaaban. So you will classify it as the baby was born Tuesday. And then, remember, next week, Monday, will be Yom Asabi, the seventh day. And then you must shave the hair. Shave the hair, and in the books of thick jurisprudence, is mentioned, Walau Unsa, even if it's a baby girl, so baby boy baby girl you shave the hair completely you make it kalkop kalkop means totally all the hair must be removed boy and girl and they seven days old now that is sunnah and nababiyya and when you finish with that then you my mother and sister because you all are the ones who are champion in this hadith in Abu Dawood then take zafran saffron mix it with water and apply it on the head of the baby wannasu anha ghalib the people today are unmindful of the sunnah our function must be to revive the sunnah and nabawiyah the teaching preaching of Mustafa in the pre-Islamic days the days of paganism they would slaughter the animal take the blood of the animal and then smear it on the head of the baby Islam came and abolished and demolished all the superstition and pagan customs of a hukmal jahil are you looking for the laws of jahiliya ignorance chapter 5 verse number 15 nay we have wahi revelation quran sharif sunnah mubarakah so we must do that inshallah so you say but i never did it for my first son second son never mind for your third fourth child you do it inshallah so then we must learn to practice i told you just now you heard the recording if you love almighty allah jalla Allah, then follow me, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, immaculately. You habibkumullah, you become the beloved of Allah jalla wala, wa yaghfir lakum zunubakum, and your sins will be forgiven. So people should revive all this sunnah that we have abandoned and neglected over the years and decades. Allah give us tawfiq. Is it advisable to make hijrah to New Zealand as South Africa is a failed state and only going to get worse? 
<laughs> so you must remember, I spent over 60 years of my life in South Africa. I visited New Zealand thrice. The first time I visited, my brother Muhammad Moses came to me. After that, we became good friends. I say, Muhammad, when we were alone, I say, how come you registered your name as Moses? Man, now come off it now. You could say Muhammad Musa. You see, but I was just born. I don't know. I was the first Indian child to be born there, you must remember, in New Zealand, in Auckland. And they just registered me, Muhammad Moses. Story time, quick story, Maulana. This is a true story, anecdotal evidence, you know. I have an uncle, they all passed away. So I asked him, uncle, when you were born? He said, come, I tell you a story. I was born 1st April, my brother was born 1st April, my third brother was 1st April, my fourth brother 1st April, my fifth brother uh, April. So I asked him, Maso, my Masaji, you see, my Masi, my mother's sister's husband, you see. So I asked him, Maso, your father must be a champion, man. Every son of his, he knocked 1st April. He said, no. In those days, when you go to the Buddha, they ask, hey, Kuli, that when you were born, so the old man says, I don't know, Hayazi, you know how it goes. So he said, okay, I'll put the date. He said, you're a fool, April fool. So he made everybody first April, first April, first April like that, you see. So that is what happened to Muhammad Moses. He's still there, maybe he's listening to the program, but you know, they 10 hours ahead of us. Now is 9.30, yeah, day in the 7.30 in the morning, they're already Tuesday morning in Auckland and Wellington and Hamilton and beautiful places, Queenstown and what have you. So you must remember that beautiful New Zealand. Four million, five million people, 50 million cheap. When I lecture in New Zealand, I tell them one man, one vote, and one man, ten sheep. You see, one big, big problem in New Zealand is the weather. So remember, it just rains and rains and so forth. Beautiful country, a lot of Muslims there, no real crime there and corruption. They're very strict and so forth. They're less racist compared to Australia and so forth. You want to go to New Zealand? Make proper istikhara. They have some good infrastructure now. Remember Masajid, Madresa, Darulum, Ulama, some South African Ulama. My students also are there, some of them. So, mashallah, Allah reward them. So, my advice to you, brother, from my heart I'm telling you, don't rush it. Remember this, that you have to go there, maybe go for a holiday and see and meet people and so forth, and then you see if you made up your mind then where are you going to settle in Auckland Wellington Hamilton so many places there are how did Islam come to New Zealand do you know so remember I took a flight now these towns you must just check it up sometime I get mixed up one is Queenstown and one is Queensland so Queenstown is there in New Zealand and Queensland in Australia or vice versa so I went there and beautiful when I landed there it was snow snow beautiful and I saw the mountains blanketed with snow so I told that driver who came to pick us up by Nadim I say, go there, I see something there. He say, why? I say, we have to go tomorrow with a helicopter, right on the apex of the mountain, and then we're going to go there and play in the snow, you see. He say, I say, He say, no, 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 me, I don't want to go. I'm very frightened of this helicopter business. I say, you don't go, we want to go. So we went, we spoke to those white guys there and said, yes, tomorrow, this time and all. So he said, but we will be able to go in the snow and you'll give us, they said, yes, 
has no problem. So they charged us some New Zealand dollars and what have you the next day, and we went there. And from there, you go to small Chinatown. So the Chinese, they came there, short, short guys, small, small houses there. They didn't come to spread Islam. There was a gold rush there. They found a lot of gold in that part of New Zealand 150 years ago, 120 years ago, whatever it is over 100 years ago. And then the unintended consequences was Islam started flourishing there. If you go to Auckland, two people you must meet. You must meet Babu Bai. He is the main chief there. He was a mayor also. And they in Fiji. And he gave me a wonderful time in Fiji. And Mohammed Moses remember that. So take my name. They know me very well. And mashallah. That most of the people they know us there. Small country. So may go there. See what you can do and so forth and read the dua Allahumma khirli waqtarli oh beloved Allah you select the best for me and choose for me don't go to a country where you are setting up your children to become murtad and irtidad they can't practice Islam I will never advise anybody to go and settle in America or go and settle you must remember in those countries that are really hostile to Islam and Muslims and so forth so you, you, you will be protected maybe but what about your children they will become ideal candidates to leave the fall of Islam so that's what my message is to all of you yes South Africa got problems but if you give me a choice now to go to any Arab country to go live there permanently or any Muslim country I will still prefer South Africa that is my choice you must remember that I don't have children and so forth so yours will be different but what we got in South Africa our infrastructure our freedom and so forth you will not find in any country in the world believe you me I travel so many countries that what we there's radio stations we have first day first week they'll, they'll close everything up and put me straight in jail our Muslim countries Arab countries that's what they are Tanpot dictators haramis and murtads most of them they only use Islam Matlab Ali for their own selfish motives and so forth they got nothing to do they'll help Israel against the Palestinians majority of them, that's what they will do. Allah Jalla Wala protect us all. So you want to go to New Zealand, you must meet the Maoris. I met them, I met one Maori Muslim also, mashallah. So wonderful place, but I don't know how many children you got, what you will do. I gave you the context, and you contact them. Muhammad Moses, I have his number. So anybody wants to go to New Zealand, then inshallah, you contact him, he'll tell you the history, geography, and the good and the negative as well. Inshallah, we go for a break and then we'll come back to the last portion inshallah you're listening to Marcus Sahaba online radio podcast assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh for those who have joined us we welcome you to this edition of the Q&A all our listeners that is the listeners of Sirius FM Al-Ansar International and Marcus Sahaba the voice of the Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah now our next question Mufti Saab is it permissible for a husband to threaten his wife with divorce if she refuses to take his surname and you know maintain her maiden surname. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Before we respond to that question, two, three announcements. Number one, those of you who want to go to New Zealand, I hope Hazrat is still alive. There is one Waliullah there and the sage of the age in that part of the world. Allah Hazrat Mawlana Bashir Sahib. Last time I went, all three times I went, I spent one, two hours with him. 
He was in Fiji for over 30 years, and when the military took over, then he migrated to New Zealand. He is Hazrat Sheikhul Islam, Hazrat Mawana Hussein Ahmed Madani, Nawarallahu Marqadahu's Khalifa. Hazrat Madani, Nawarallahu Marqadahu, passed away in 1957. So, nevertheless, you must remember when I asked him two, three times, then in the ending, he said, Gee, Khilafat be milju. So, anyway, he is a Khalifa, the real Waliullah. So, if you're going to New Zealand, you must meet him I hope he's well because that time he was not too well Allah grant him siha afia second announcement my brother Lukolo don't forget I need the two parts of the podcast plus the clip right where our brothers 79 and sisters embrace Islam courtesy brother Ibrahim Anderson in welcome and free state and now they welcome to Islam and third one remember your dates so you don't get mixed up because we are addressing not only cities countries but continents if tonight your date remember is the 2nd of Shaban and tomorrow Tuesday 2nd of Shaban your big night will be on the 25th of February that Sunday night and if your calendar and the place where you are tonight is the 3rd remember of Shaban like Makkah, Mukarramah Madinah, Munawara, Masjidul Aqsa Europe, America and so forth 90%, 80% of the countries then remember your your big night, 15th night of Shaban, the auspicious night will be Saturday night, the 24th of February. So take cognizance of all these issues. Now you, my brother, are you nuts? I think I must give you some coconuts or something. So remember, your wife has an option. How can you threaten her with talaq? Totally haram for you to do that. When I got married, so remember, I can tell my wife that you want to maintain your surname and your retain it, 100%. No Sahabiya or somebody changed their name. You must remember to the husband's name and husband's name. It's a Western concept. It's nothing to do with Islam. So remember that if the wife says, Khadija binti Khuwailid, Hafsa binti Umar, Aisha binti Abi Bakr al-Siddiq. So that is how they used to maintain their own name and own surname and father's name and so forth. So that is totally permissible. And for all intents and purposes, convenience, you, the wife, want to take the surname. You must remember of your husband and so forth, so it's permissible. So, but better is to maintain and retain your original name. That is what Islam teaches. And if you want a situation with a double-barrel surname, so that is what happened in my case. So you must remember this, so the lady, your wife, Fatima, Zainab, Aisha, Jamila, so she uses her father's name, and then she uses your surname so that is 100% perfect so you're a nutcase or what brother that you want to threaten your wife you must remember she must take your surname whilst Islam says it's better for her to retain her name so I give you the solution now so your wife's name I don't know you I don't know your wife right so your wife's name is Jamila she's very beautiful and you must remember your name is Salih so you're supposed to be a pious husband so now Jamila Patel you know you're like Patel. Patel is Hindu name, you must remember. But anyway, so Jamila Patel, you must remember. So that's her maiden name. And you are Sali. Sali who? Ahmed. 
right? So there. So now we tell her you do this. Then all parties are happy. So she will register her name now. Jamila Patel and you are Ahmed. So she will have a double barrel surname. All the problems solved. No talaq. Go buy a nice present tomorrow and say, oh my daughter, tomorrow not for Valentine business. Valentine all haram. Everything to do with Valentine, haram in Islam. Remember that. Ijtanibu a'ada Allah fi idim. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala used to say, stay far, far away from the enemies of Allah during their festivals and celebrations, their Christmas, their New Year, their Diwali, their Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the Jutla New Year and they are Valentine and all haram, all these things. So tomorrow is still all right. So you buy a nice gift and say, oh my honey, oh my poppy, take this money, take this gift and so forth. So this fine. And don't make big noise about surname. We solve the problem for you. Next question. Quite a strange question that just came through the WhatsApp now. Is the Umrah of a male who took his male girlfriend for Umrah acceptable? Yeah, there are three issues. If he took his one person came with me when I was in Newcastle, so he came to me and say, AK, is to speak to me like that. So, AK, I'm coming in your group for Hajj. I said, you, I want to see your Nikah certificate. Because he was like a Casanova little bit character, you know, like a Romeo. I said, you, I want to see your Nikah certificate and who's the Maulana who performed your Nikah. So really brought it. I said, fine, you join our group. I got no problem. You, the brother, these are serious issues now. If you went with your girlfriend and you went to perform Umrah because the Saudi government doesn't care anything. They murtered as it is MBS and when he's a Muslim. So he has come, he's been stalled, installed there to destroy Islam from within, you must remember. Every haram law almost now is introducing their bikini beaches, cinemas, and music festivals. And if the ulama, the imams of the haram speak the truth, Sheikh Salih Ali Talib said, in a Jumma khutbah every year Friday I transfer stayed for over 20 years. He said La tazuru as-sanamat. He took the English word and Arabicized it, what we call ta'arib in Arabic. Don't frequent and visit the sanamas. He put the imam of the haram of Makkah who came to Darum Newcastle in 2010 as our guest. So remember that for 10 years in prison. So you call him a Muslim. Pakka harami murtad shaitan is. MBS murtad bin shaitan. So and the government there, the embassies, they don't worry about mahram and thus and all anybody can go you a lady tomorrow you book your ticket you say you're going for Umrah they say it's fine as long as they can make money according to all four schools it's totally haram for a lady to go for Umrah without a husband without a mahram we need to be clear of this number one you brother I don't know you I don't know your girlfriend but this is the fatwa I'm passing and I hope you listen carefully if you went there so to this intention that this lady here will become my wife and so forth and so on and so what you did is absolutely haram. You must make tawbah and so forth and so on. If you went there to test the system, make a mockery of Islam, to show disrespect to the Kaaba Musharrafah, to do disrespect to Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, one side you standing, on the other side your girlfriend is standing, your mistress, and you're reading salami, and in 
front of the court of the master Islam, wallahi I have Quran in my hand you murtad you out of the fall of Islam and that girlfriend also is murtadda and for both of you is the death penalty hadith mentioned in Bukhari Sharif man baddala deenahu faqtulu whosoever changes their religion I just read the verse for you now chapter 9 verses 65-66 la ta'tadhiru qad kafartum ba'da imanikum when you make a mockery of Islam you play with the Quran you play with Nabi Salam's teachings and so forth you go right out of the fall of Islam so if that was your intention brother you better repeat your kalima and you better get married to that lady immediately and all the zina fornication adultery whatever the case might be maybe you married and jolting around with her we don't know all the cases then you out of the fall of Islam and don't think your umrah is accepted you out of the fall of Islam and you're making a mockery and so forth so therefore Quran Sharif states when you go to Makkah Mukarramah you just make intention just intention of a vice and son Surah 22 verse 25 whoever just makes intention of deviation and of oppression and of you know transgression we will unleash for that person a painful terrible punishment that's on intention alone Abdullah ibn Abbas one of the greatest companions in tafsir and commented the Quran therefore he shouldn't stay in Makkah he's to go stay on the outskirts and that's how he passed away in the year 68 day in Taif and Muhammad bin Hanafiya Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala son, you must remember perform his salatul janaza he said no I can commit sins not not deliberately but remember they in outside Makkah then rather making intention of a sin they in Makkah because of chapter 22 and verse number 25 so therefore brother in your case me I will say you out of the fall of Islam because you make a mockery and so forth and so on so and as far as the Saudi regime goes they are not interested they have just made this there as a money-making campaign you must remember this today I was reading the Arab news they say that Hajj registration is open for the local domestic market and so forth and so on so you the brother who did this my advice to you remove your blinkers and go read the Quran translation because I'm sure you don't know Arabic Surah 9 verses 65 and 66 and see what is the verdict of Allah leave me leave the Mawlana leave people go see what is Allah's verdict so make sincere tawbah when you make a mockery of Allah and Nabi salam and his holy places then you go right out of the fall of Islam and I said this death penalty that is the verdict of Shafi'is Malikis Ambalis and our fatwa also is that man baddala deenahu faqtulu will be applicable to both male and female for female the hadith of Umm Marwan is mentioned in Dara Qutuni and Hanafi scholars only say that for the Murtadda for the lady who has left Islam and become an apostate she got married to a non-Muslim or she did something
being funny like this and so forth so you must remember and she consider it permissible and so forth or the male you must remember all these kind of things they do funny funny things go to Makkah and all that with girlfriend then you become Murtadda so in Hanafi's verdict they say the death penalty will not be applicable to the female that is only Hanafi's but Shafi is Malik is they say the death penalty is applicable and that's the fatwa you will issue in our situation Muslim countries and our countries if we have the authority and so forth so very very serious my brother remember that our Mona Yunus Patel Rahimamullah he was a waliullah I remember this incident one person came and asked him listen carefully all of you that person came and asked him me I don't get involved in these things here so he said he saw a dream. You know that if you ask me questions, I'll tell you for dreams, just contact some other ulama or local ulama. And the person told him something of a dream. Molana's face became red. Very seldom you will see Molana goes into a rage and fury. He asked that person, did you commit zina, adultery here in Makkah? And the person looked down and said yes. And then Molana gave him such a tongue lashing and so forth. Imagine, I don't say all these South Africans, but some people go for Hajj, for Umrah, for Ziyarah to Medina Munawara. In this holiest, holiest places, we go and make a mockery. We go and commit zina, fornication, adultery. I don't say all now. I'm telling you what happened. And you go ask well, Yunus uh, Patel, Rahimamullah's family, some of them will know of this incident. So remember, it's a serious, serious offense, remember, and to take your girlfriend and what are you trying to do, brother? What are you trying to do, sister? You're playing with Islam. So Allah protect the Haramain Sharifain. Protect, you must remember, the Masjid Al-Aqsa. And therefore, for all of you going for Ramadan, Umrah, you're going for Hajj, I always say this. Go with the right intention, show love for the place, and show respect for the place. If you can't do that, then remember you won't get much benefit. No one will be successful unless you must remember you show respect and reverence to these places and so forth. This is the Shahir, the poet says, And no person will be a failure in life. You show disrespect to your parents, to your teachers, to your elders, to your muhsineen, the people who did you favor. You'll say, go to hell, we got no time for you. But he taught you so many things. So when we show that disloyalty, unloyalty, you become a failure in life. You can try what you want to. So this is a big lesson, a very, very sad question. Therefore, I leave the Q&A like this. You ask what is on your mind and you non-Muslim Tomorrow, 4 o'clock, inshallah, Mausalim Karim will start. And our Junaid Khan, Junaid Mota will be on the air. And Brother Riyaz Hussein, they in the Ansar studio, inshallah. And then 4.05, Mufti Ibrahim Smith will continue. And till 4.25 or so, 4.25, 4.26, whatever. And then 4.30 or so will be the Adhan. And thereafter, 4.35, I'll come down. And tomorrow, we'll carry on till 5.25, 5.27. Tomorrow, 
our salat time has changed here to 5.30 in Masjid Muhajirin and Ansar, the honeybee masjid. So they're giving us a lot of honey. So we're going to go there for tomorrow. I look for the latest masjid, you see. And then we go there. The people get very upset. Why you don't come over masjid? I say, no. I go to the latest masjid, you see. Hazrat Sheikh, Hazrat Mahana Zakaria, Sheikh Al-Hadith, Nawar Allah Marqadahu used to say for the Hanafi school, Pachis Minit, read Tulu Aftab Sepele. So you must read Fajr Salat plus minus 25 minutes before sunrise. So that is proper Hanafi Mazhab. So I normally say half an hour, but Hazrat Sheikh used to say 25 minutes. So anyway, so that is our time. Line up for tomorrow morning, inshallah. Jim Olana, we got five minutes left. Squeeze in as many questions as you can, inshallah. Quick, quick, we'll fly through them. Okay. Is the, uh, the, the fasting, the hajj, the zakah of one who does not perform salah accepted? Remember, these are separate ibadat. If a person doesn't perform salat, majority sahaba say such a person is non-Muslim. But we don't pass that verdict and fatwa. Yes, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal's fatwa is that go open al-mughni of Ibn Qudama. Such a person is out of the fall of Islam. And the Quran says in Surah Muddathir, Ma salakakum fi saqar. What made you walk straight into Jahannam? Qalu lam nakum muswalleen. We never had salat. Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif The first thing the person will be questioned on on the day of justice is you must remember that is a salat of that person there and so forth. Secondly, you must remember we don't pass the fatwa the person is non-Muslim. We say he must be arrested, he must be punished and so forth. But we don't have authority nowadays. So you continue your fasting, you continue paying your zakat and so forth. But remember, brother, you're not reading Salat and just taking it light and so forth. Then there is fear. We fear such a person will die and pass away without Iman, without Islam, unless he then amends and rectifies, addresses and redresses the situation. When the war on uh, Gaza started, our imams read Kunut Nazila for a month. Is it permissible to restart the Kunut for another month? And for how long did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do this? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read Kunut and Nazila for one month in Fajr and Maghrib Salat, Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. But that does not mean we cannot read for more than a month. So me, I'll encourage every Imam throughout the world, you should read Kunut and Nazila, remember that, and read this one sentence. I see where I was now. One Imam, he read Kunut, so you must remember, but he never read anything about the Jews. So I rectified him and told him, no, you mustn't read like that. You must Say in your kunut, at least say this one line, Allahumma alayka bil yahudi zalimin. If you don't know much Arabic, just say that much. Allahumma alayka bil yahudi zalimin. Oh Allah, you punish the Jutlas and Jews and all that who are the oppressors and so forth. If you know good Arabic, read all these words. Allahumma 
قبل یہودی ظالمین المحتلین الغاصبین الملعونین یا رب العالمین یا اللہ you punish the jutlas and zionists and all of them who are the oppressors who are the usurpers and who are the occupiers and the cursed nation ya Allah Allahumma arina ajaiba qudratik ya Allah show us your power that the small group of people Hamas takes this big super army Americans are there British are there French are there Germans are there Italians are there the Indians are there in the mix Allah dispatch them straight to hell remember that we will support Hamas right till the end one settler one bullet will settle the issue you heard Jutla that is our law Carry on, Malana. What happened tomorrow? Yeah, on money won through the lotto or casino or using root B in business. All that is haram. You must take all that money and give it out in charity. If you won one million in the lotto and so forth, best thing, send that money to Majlisul Ulama in PE and they will send it to Palestine and so forth. They can use the money. But for you, your family, to use that money, totally haram. Similarly, people got life insurance in Mansadwurt as Anamansadwurt. So now you paid one million. Your payout is ten million. That nine million is haram so you must remember that you can't be using it your family can't be using it so you only the premiums you paid that will go into the estate the remainder will not go into the estate if you have through iman and islam so we need to understand but the problem today is money is sweeter than honey they will go fatwa shopping and one molvi will tell them give my darulum what you wasting time so he'll cut the deal himself you must remember these kind of things here so you know how the world functions today so inshallah aziz now we will listen to hafiz yusuf kala inshallah and hafiz yusuf kala and then hazrat hakim muhammad akhtar sahab rahimahullah and what he is speaking about how to eradicate eradicate the pride and kibar and that is he said the best way to eradicate it is suhbat awliya that you spend time in the company of the pious people only reading namaz and fasting and zakat that will not really remove the pride alone with that ibadat we must spend some quality time with the pious people suhbat sali salikunan suhbat tali talikunan that is Farsi and Persian spend time in the company of the pious you will become pious spend company with the company of the gangsters and the terrible people you become just like them Allah jala the drug people and what and what Allah protect us Allah tala make our heart on Iman. Inshallah, my brother Lukolo will prepare the podcast in two parts and the clip also, and then we will send everything out. Barakallah fiqh to you. Jazakallah khair, Ma Khalid Yaqub. And inshallah, Allah Jalla reward you and your family. Tomorrow, four o'clock, Ma Salim Kareem. Allah reward him and his family. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.